Hello, listeners. You know, keeping the house in a divorce or deciding to let it go is a really big decision that should not be rushed or put on the back burner. This is a place where timing truly is key, and so is your divorce mortgage planning. Tammy Wallensack is a certified divorce lending professional who specializes in presenting the marital home options for those who are contemplating or going through a divorce. One thing to know is that it's important to discuss the home before you take any official steps in your divorce process because often your home is your largest asset and planning properly can help avoid issues down the road for both spouses. Tammy helps you separate business decisions from emotional decisions and helps determine if keeping the house is possible or even in the best interest of either spouse. So if you or someone you know could benefit from a complimentary divorce mortgage planning consult, contact Tammy today. Find her at takeorleavethehouse.com. That's takeorleavethehouse.com. And make sure to let her know you heard about her on Divorce and Beyond. Coming up on today's episode of the Divorce and Beyond podcast. It's wrapped in emotion. It's not just a present for your coworker or someone else that you might really enjoy. This is your former spouse or former um, significant other, and you are no longer together. And of course, there's a lot of emotion wrapped into that. And that is what makes it so hard to do. Hello, and welcome to the Divorce and Beyond podcast. I'm Susan Guthrie, your host. As a top divorce attorney and family law mediator for 30 years, I know what you need to know to get through your divorce, and most importantly, how to move beyond it to thrive and transition to your new future. My experts and I are here to give you the insider view into the process, so listen in for the wisdom and expert information you need on your journey through divorce and beyond. Hello and welcome to today's podcast. I'm Susan Guthrie, your host, and today I have a very special sort of holiday episode, but it's a little different for you all. Uh, my guest reached out to me with this topic idea, and I have to tell you, I jumped right on it. I literally like emailed her immediately and said, yes, we have to do this episode. So let me first introduce my guest. Her name is Lisa McGregor. She is a co-parenting coach. Um, she, You know her on social media as the unplanned chapter. I've been following her on Instagram for a while now. She's also on Facebook and TikTok, right, Lisa? Yes. Yeah, she's very popular on TikTok. I have got to get on TikTok at some point, but haven't been doing it. But the topic that Lisa uh, reached out to me with is the, the need for co-parents to buy a gift for their children's other parent or get help the children get a gift for their parent around the holiday season, around birthdays, around Mother's Day, Father's Day. And this is, Lisa, this is, seems like such a simple idea, but it is so, so hard for people. Why, why did you want to talk about this topic? Let's start there. Well, this was a struggle that I encountered myself. We're entering into our sixth holiday season as a co-parenting co-parenting family. And this is something that I struggled with a lot in the very beginning. 
And the main reason why I did, and I know that everybody else in that position who may find themselves struggling as well, is because it's wrapped in emotion. It's not just a present for your coworker or someone else that you might really enjoy. You, this is yeah, your the secret Santa, right? Yeah. <laughs> this is your former spouse or former. Um, significant other, and you are no longer together. And of course, there's a lot of emotion wrapped into that. And that is what makes it so hard to do. You know, I think many people, part of the divorce process, right, is that wanting to separate out your lives. And there's something almost, you know, an intimacy in buying gifts. There's trying, you know, we buy gifts to make people happy, right? Gifts are about happiness, thank yous, celebrations, holidays, family, those are all those things. And then, you know, you get into a divorce or a separation situation between parents, and you are now suddenly faced with buying something, spending your money on something for this person who has probably in some way hurt you, caused you pain, isn't perhaps living up to the per- being the person you wanted them or hoped or thought they were going to be. And so, you know, I, you and I both agree on this, that it is, you know, I called it, I said, I told you I wanted to call this the suck it up buttercup yeah. episode. Uh, and, and I'm going, I may not put it in the title, but I am going to say that it won't be entirely po- popular, but this is a situation where as a parent, you do have to suck it up. You and I both said that. So why? Why do you have to suck it up? Well, the problem lies in that when we end up making it mean something. So when we're buying that gift for them, what are we making it mean? Just because I'm buying a gift for the father of my child doesn't mean that I think he's father of the year <laughs> or that or that I'm trying to say that I still have feelings for him or that I want things to be different. It's not that. So when you strip the emotion out of it personally, and instead you don't think about it as your money spending it on him, you're thinking about it solely through the eyes of your children. You are giving that money to your child, not to your ex. And what you're doing is instilling that in your children of gift giving, the joy of that and being able to show them through action what gift giving truly means and allowing them to experience that joy and to celebrate that other parent, regardless of how you feel about them personally. Right. Because it really isn't about you, right? It's not about you. And and I loved that, you know, you pointed out um, in, in the materials you sent me, you know, it's about the children and it's about their love and their feelings and their relationship with their other parent, you are, and maybe this would help to think of yourself as a facilitator. Yes. Yes. You may be the pocketbook and you may be the, the car, the Uber driving them to the mall to do the shopping or whatever it is, but you are really facilitating your children purchasing, buying, making, we'll talk about different ideas, but getting a gift for their other parent, co-parent, their other parent, right? Exactly. You're the vessel. So in a lot of cases, if they are not old enough to drive or not old enough to have an income of their own, 
you are simply helping them to, by taking them to the store, by giving them money. Or again, like like you said, we're going to talk about, it doesn't even necessarily have to be money, allowing them to give them the tools to make something, help them and assist them with that. You're simply the vessel. That's it. And And I like that that this is really what will work in that individual moment for your individual child in this situation. And I know that this is a topic that you have a, a really popular Facebook support group and you've done some TikToks around this issue that you've gotten a lot of feedback on. Um, and you did a fantastic blog that I'll link to um, in the show notes for this. And you got a lot of rebuttals from oh, people. Yeah. You got a lot of, I call them the yeah buts. Yeah, but. <laughs> so so to, let's, let's go through a few of the yeah buts you got because you got a lot. Oh, yes, definitely. And it's it's completely understandable. Again, this is wrapped in emotion, and I understand how hard this can be. And trust me when I say that this was not something that I even easily was able to come to. I struggle with these same exact things, too. So you're not alone in the way you're feeling. Um, but the number one thing I hear is they don't do it for me. And yeah. tit for tat, right? Exactly. And to that, I say, again, that's not, you're, you're putting yourself into it. You're inserting you into it. And actions always speak louder than words. So if they're not doing it for you, still continue to be the bigger person and continue to do it for them. Because what you're doing is you're allowing your child to have, giving them permission to celebrate that other parent and allowing them to love them. And that's okay, regardless if they do it back for you or not. Right. And and think about um, I think you told me about a story of a child who went over to their other parents, I think it was Mother's or Father's Day, and didn't have a gift for that parent, mm -hmm. and was put in the position of having to apologize to their parent for not having a gift for them. And I mean, right there, my little, my little heart, my big heart, whatever size heart I have, but it breaks <laughs> the idea of that. And if you can't take the you out of the paradigm and just think in that moment about your child and their joy, think about how much fun it is when you give someone a gift and you know how much they're going to love it and how excited you get to see them open it. Don't take that away from your child. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because I've seen firsthand what, what that I, what it does to a child and how devastated they, they can be by not having that gift. And so I definitely never want that to be experienced on the other side. Yeah. I, I mean, and if they don't do it for you, you know, keep in mind, you're always setting examples for your children as well. Um, your children will have experiences in their lives where they may have to step up and take their emotional content out of a situation. You are helping them in giving them a gift by teaching them that you can help them be their facilitator, be the vessel for the gift giving here. Um, they're being taught something else perhaps from their other parent, but they benefit from both of you. Um, I wonder what some of the, so, so they don't do it for me. We hear that I've heard deaf. I've heard that one myself. Um, I've actually had couples who want to like put language into their agreement about whether they're going to do this, how much will be spent, et cetera, which if it facilitates getting it done, go for it. Right. <laughs> if that's a conversation that will help you help your kids 
think about talking about it during your mediation or during your divorce negotiation. It can be a part of your parenting plan. But I'm wondering what other, you know, sort of uh, yeah buts you got from people. Yeah. So another big one is I don't have the money. Mm -hmm. And to that, I say it's not about the money. So we talked about this a little bit earlier, but making a present, helping them even make a handwritten um, card or some kind of little craft. You don't even have to be a crafty person. Trust me. I am like the least craftiest person in the world. I always joke that I am not Pinterest mom and that is okay. So, but I have had my daughter do that before too. Just get out a piece of, of paper. It can even be binder paper and get out some crayons and they can um, make a card or they can even take them to take a picture um, with them or maybe an old picture that you have. Go down to Walgreens, it's 35 cents to have the picture printed and put that inside of the binder paper and call it good. It doesn't have to be about the money. No, there are so many these days with the technology and all that we have available. Um, It's not a no cost gift, but something that I have seen um, some parents do is have the kids draw a picture and then have that made into a mug at like Walgreens for $5. But it's very like a picture of daddy or a picture of mommy and the dog and the kid or whatever, but something that the child created. And then every time the parent drinks out of that mug or wears that t-shirt or looks at that picture that's hanging on the wall, the kids get that positive. We still, I will tell you. So one of the things that my stepchildren's mom did is the kids all made these garden, um, like their stepping stone. They were soft, I guess, at the time because they pressed like little mosaic stones and they wrote, I heart dad on them and everything. Those kids are 24 years old right now, turning 25 shortly. We still have those in the garden. Those are, they have traveled with us across the country to California, to Michigan, to Chicago, back to Connecticut, I mean, all over. So, and they love seeing them as 25, 24 year old kids. They love seeing them in every garden that we've had. So I just want to mention that one. Those were not gifts where somebody went out and spent a lot of money. Letting the kids be a part of the process is actually bringing them more of the joy of the moment. Absolutely. And, and it's it's just the teaching them the gift giving and teaching them the joy and being able to experience it also when you take them out. Notice how lit up they, they are when you go to take them to get the present or when they are making the present. Pay attention to that and let that fuel you every time you may feel hesitant to want to do something for them in the future. Remember that moment. Remember that joy that you saw from them. Yeah. You know, it's making me, we're, we're taping this right before Thanksgiving and this will air right before the Thanksgiving holiday. And I'm just thinking, say, say your kids are going over to your co-parents, to their other parents for Thanksgiving holiday and you're getting ready for Thanksgiving with your family or with your friends. If you're making pies, maybe make two and involve the kids in making two pies or two sets of rolls or some cookies or whatever, you know, whatever that might be and involve those kids. And then they have something to take with them when they go to the, the other household for a a celebration. I love that. And that just kind of encompasses also in allowing them and giving them permission to have fun and to 
enjoy spending time with the other parent, even if it takes an emotional toll on you. Because I know, especially in the beginning, it can be hard parting with them for a holiday or knowing that they're spending the holiday with the other parent or the other family. But just putting those emotions aside as much as you can and just allowing them and giving that permit them permission to do that is so huge. Yeah. And I think, you know, just in listening to this, I think hopefully listeners can hear there there can be a variety of different ways to do this. It does not have to be going out and spending a lot of money. Um, It does not have to be buying something that is particularly a big deal. Mm -hmm. In fact, it could be something relatively small, but you involve your children in the wrapping of the gift, right? There's nothing, what's better than getting a gift either under the Christmas tree or by the menorah, you know, that is so horribly wrapped. It has like six pounds of of, um, tape, you know, scotch tape on it and 15 bows to like try and hold it together. Those are the gifts parents love to get. Yes, absolutely. 100%. Those are the best types of gifts. Just like with the homemade gifts, to be honest, those are the ones that I treasure more than like the store-bought gifts anyway. And so if making the gift is, is more falls within your finances or even just what's more authentic to you, if you think your child will experience more joy making the gift, just feel that out and do that instead. Hi listeners, it's Susan. So I get a lot of outreach from you with a lot of questions and a lot of people who are just feeling either stuck because they don't know where to move forward next in their divorce. Um, They don't know what professionals they should be hiring or what process they should be using to approach their divorce, or they just need some help strategizing a path forward. Well, in order to help, what I've done is I've created a strategy session with Susan. Um, I'm offering a limited number of one-hour strategy sessions each week. And in those, we will spend some time looking for some clarity around your situation and help in developing a plan that's going to move you and your divorce forward. So if you want to book one, go to divorcebeyond.com backslash strategy with Susan, and you'll get on my calendar and we'll get you moving forward. So again, that's divorcebeyond.com backslash strategy with Susan. Stay tuned for more from parenting coach, Lisa McGregor, as she shares some needed support and wisdom when it comes to gift giving your kids and your ex. It's all about the kids, folks. The biggest payout of all is going to be seeing the joy in your child's eyes. So while they're getting that gift or while they're making it, take a look and notice how happy they are and allow that to drive you to be able to do it again in the future. Remember that. If you're enjoying this episode, be sure to check out last week's show with former teacher and mediator, Claudia Brown Coulter, as she shares all the ways that teachers can be an amazing support system for your kids when their parents are separating or going through divorce. We spend more time with your kids during the day, during their waking hours, than you do. So, especially at the elementary level, maybe not so at middle school, high school, but we know your kids and we know when their behavior is off. And it's just so disempowering as a teacher to see a little child and there's nothing you can do because the parent is preventing you. And now we return to today's show. So what do you think 
about, um, you know, if the kids are a little bit older, just say giving them each, a, a, you know, a budget. Like here's $20, I'm, I'll make up something. Take them to an appropriate place where they might want to go shopping if they have a parent who likes, um, I always call it floofy stuff. I was just in a um, like bed, bath and beyond, not a bed, bath and beyond, but one of those like you know, toiletry places with yeah. stinky candles and bath bombs, but give them like a basket and 20 bucks and tell them to go buy mom, you know, a bunch of smelly stuff because mom really likes smelly stuff. I think, you know, that can be like a little treasure hunt for your kids and a fun activity for you all, even though it's for the benefit of your other parent. Oh, absolutely. And so when we divorced, my daughter was eight years old and she's now going to be 14 later this month. Okay. And so we've been yeah. doing this um, for a little while and I, that's what we've always done, or at least for me, I've always done where I've given her $20 for birthday, for father's day and for Christmas and allowed her to pick out the gift. I of course go with her to the store. I bring her there. Sometimes she asks me for help and I'll help her, but for the most part, she gets to pick it out and she loves that. And that's age appropriate for her versus maybe some kids who might be younger, the, the, cra the crafts or things like that might be more appropriate. Right. And I know we talked about, actually, we were also talking about sometimes it might be an experience that, you know, the kids, I mentioned, you know, um, in our family, my stepchildren's mom is, is really like a gourmet chef and cook. And so there was a new restaurant that she wanted to go to. So we, you know, helped the kids get a reservation so they could take her out and, and, took care of it in that way. So it was an experience for them to go and share something together. And I think there can be a great, it was their idea. And we just helped again, facilitate that. Yes. I love that. And that's, that's putting your, your all into it and also showing them that you're supporting them giving to their parent and you're experiencing the joy along with them. Yeah. It, it, you know, there's a variety of different ways, I think, as, as we're, we're telling people. But I do wonder, so we talked about the, they don't do it for me. Um, it's too expensive. I can't afford it. Did you hear any other yeah buts from people? Yes, there's a few more. So one that actually absolutely breaks my heart, but I know that this is real because this has been said a few different times, is they don't accept anything from me. Oh, dear. Like they'll yeah. throw it out. Ugh, that's a really tough one. But to that, I say even more of a reason why to make something, because if they have some emotional feeling about the fact that the gift is coming from you, you went out and bought this, let's say you're a dad and you bought flowers for your, the mom of your children, she, she tosses them. Or if you bought something else, but the making of the gift, that is, I mean, for a parent to throw that out, that's not going to happen. But then if it, if, if that is experiencing, we'll get into a little bit of some um, exceptions that we definitely have written down on here. Um, but chances of them throwing out a gift or not accepting a gift that is handmade from the child is extremely rare. And I would, I would hope so. Yes. Um, and, you know, and, and another reason though, hopefully the child still would have the the positive experience of making the gift, um, how the other parent, you know, this always goes to the thing that we say all the time on the show. And every time I talk to divorce professionals, you cannot control your co-parent, but you can control how you behave and, and how you handle things. And 
children do well if they have one parent who's stepping up and doing the right things. Children, you know, my, um, my friend Christina McGee, who's a parenting expert, always says the power of one. You, yes. you, you always have to remember you have a great deal of power to, to show your children the right way even if your co-parent doesn't choose to play ball, shall we say. Exactly. Um, I, I agree a hundred percent. Again, it comes down to actions will always speak louder than words. Right. Sometimes our moms were right. Right. With those things they used to say to us. <laughs> I know. The right. Mom-isms. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I told, but then again, as they always say, sometimes my mouth opens up and my mother comes out. So, yeah, you know, absolutely. if you can't say anything nice, don't say anything at all. I think <laughs> I just said that the other day and went, oh my God, my mother's here. Yes. So, <laughs> I love that. So any, any other yeah, buts that you think? So the only other one that I have on here is that if they have a girlfriend or a wife, that's her responsibility now. And so to that, I say two things. First, unless you are 100% sure that she is going out to actually get that gift for the children, not, of course, she's going to get him her own gift, but is she letting the kids be part of it? Is she taking them shopping to actually have them pick out that gift? Or is she helping them with the craft to actually give to them? And of course, I'm saying she, but this could go back and forth either way. Yeah. But but at the same time, why not too? So if she is giving that gift, why not also have, have a gift from mom's house and then also have a gift from the new significant other? Right. Well, and bottom line, they're really gifts from the kids. That's what it is. Yeah. It's not gifts from you. It is from the children. That is it. You are just simply that person in between that's helping facilitate it and make it happen. Yeah. that's And I love that. And you're right. You know, think about that. If you in your mind are like, oh, well, that's now their job. They're responsible for my ex. That they're, He's her problem or she's his problem. And it's now their job to take care of that. It is not about you. It's not about them. It's about your kids. Yes. And yeah, you know, if if your children are not being able to participate and, and feel the joy of thinking about their other parent and buying a gift, making a gift, participating in some way in a ritual of gift giving, which goes on at certain times of the year, yeah. then it's your children who lose out. And that's really the, the main focus, I think, that parents, you know, really always have to come back to. Um, and, and we did talk a little bit about, and let's talk about, you know, a few of those things, because I just said you know, gift giving sort of rituals or times of the year. I mean, there there are holidays like birthdays, Mother's Day, Father's Day, mm -hmm. uh, the end of the year holidays, Christmas, Hanukkah, Diwali. Uh, there are gift giving ex times of year. Um, mm -hmm. But I know you say there are also, you know, situations where there are exceptions to giving to giving gifts. And, and what might those be? And so if your religion doesn't call for gift giving, then of course you wouldn't be doing that at Christmas just because there maybe there's societal pressure saying that Christmas is a gift giving holiday. If that's not one that you celebrate, of course, that would be an exception. Mm -hmm. The only other exception that I have written down here is that if the kids are old enough to have an opinion of their own. So on one of the polls that I did, someone wrote in and said, but my daughter doesn't want to have, or does not want to get a gift for her father because she has 
a lot of uh, emotional feelings about it. And I think her daughter was 15 years old. I believe in that case, of course, don't force it. If if the child has formed their own opinion, and that's the big thing, is that they formed their own opinion. It's not coming from any pressures of maybe what they're saying that you something that you want to hear. If they actually have their own legitimate, valid reasons of why, of course, don't force them to do that. Yeah, I mean, we don't we don't force children, or we should not force children, but we always do need to be. I think cautious about our own, even subconscious contribution to how they feel about certain things. Um, You know, so absolutely, if a child does not want to participate in gift giving with their their other parent, but be sure you sit down, you had a nice way of of saying this and sort of self-reflect on your participation, perhaps in their decision on that, because it's kind of like I get this and you probably you're a parenting coach, so you get this. Um, kids who say, oh, I don't want to go over to my other parents. And so you get a parent saying, well, what am I supposed to do? Pick them up and throw them in the car and make them go. Yeah. I think we all know there's, it's not always just picking up and, and throwing them in a car. There's, there's more subtle nuances of helping your children do what really is in their best interest, which is perhaps going over to their co-parents. Exactly. And this could open up a whole other tangent. So I'm just going to like kind of leave it here. But it, you know, it it definitely is definitely a topic of trying your best to bring that parent to a neutral place of not making them bad. Of course, we never want to badmouth them, but then also not overly exalting them also into, into this pedestal that they're so wonderful and so amazing bringing it to a neutral place and allowing your child to make the decision for themselves, how they feel about that parent. And if you keep it at a neutral place, then that allows them to have their own voice and allow them to form their own opinion. So even for the child that maybe, maybe for Father's Day, they were not into giving the gift, but then here comes Christmas rolling around, give them the option still. Would you like to go out and buy a gift for your other parent? Okay. If they're still adamantly no, then of course, honor that for the, for their reasons, especially if they're old enough, but what if they've had a change of heart? You never know. So at least having that option open of saying, let's go. And would you like to do that this year? Yeah. I mean, you being open-minded may help them be open-minded. I think, you know, I, I think there's, there's a lot of nuance to that and you're right. It could be an entire episode and maybe we'll do that one. Um, But I do think it, it's, it's an important thing to note for parents um, who find themselves in that situation, you know, children are little, you know, sponges, they absorb a lot of our feelings, they know we're conflicted about this whole gift thing. Um, And, you know, in many ways, I think we just can make their lives easier, you know, maybe just slip $20 into their purse and or or their pocket and say, Mm -hmm. you know, if you see something your mom or dad would like, feel free to use that money to buy it and leave it at that. There's a lot that we can do. But I do think that the, the main gist of this episode is to hopefully open everyone's minds to just how important this particular issue can be because it's not about you. It is about your kids. And it's really one of those areas where it's pretty cut and dried that it's not about you and it's about your kids. Yet for many people, it gets tied up in the, I always call it the opera singing. Me, 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 me. Oh, I love that. You know? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. And it's so hard to strip your emotions uh, of that. So I just want to say it's it's definitely easier said than done. 
but but little small little steps at a time, they all add up to the big thing. So also don't go off of your past. So let's say you're three years into this and you've never done it up until now. It's not too late to turn over a new leaf and say, you know what, this holiday season is going to be different. I listened to this episode and I got inspired and I'm going to do it. You know what? I'm just going to be the bigger person who cares what I've done in the past. This is a new leaf and we're turning it over today. That is perfect. And in fact, you and I talked about the fact that we want to start a movement around getting the gift. So we are encouraging everyone who's listening, whether you've done this gift giving in the past or if this is your very first year doing this, but we would like you in some way, whether you're comfortable putting your kids shopping or making the gift in a picture on Instagram or Facebook or TikTok, or you know, if it's just as I was saying, if you're taking them to the mall, take a picture of the five bazillion cars in the parking lot at the mall and, and just say, we're there, we're getting the gift, and we want you to use the hashtag Hashtag getting the gift and tag both Lisa, the unplanned chapter, and me, Susan Guthrie ESQ. And we are going to repost all of your pictures and share them with everyone. But share what you're doing with everyone, right, Lisa? I love that. Absolutely. Because sometimes this, this whole journey can feel very isolating too. Like we're the only ones going through this. But when you know other people are also doing it too, they're in your same shoes. And we're all, as you said, suck it up, buttercup. We're all doing it together. Even if it's hard, even if it's so oh, you're getting that gift and you're just gritting your teeth, but you did it. You did it. And the biggest payout of all is going to be seeing the joy in your child's eyes. So while they're getting that gift or while they're making it, take a look and notice how happy they are and allow that to drive you to be able to do it again in the future. Remember that. That's and, and better yet, take a picture and use that as what you post because then you'll remember and it's the sparkle in their eyes and the smiles on their faces that will help you as you go forward. And, and what we really want, what Lisa and I talked about is we want you to, to inspire others to do this for their kids. So we want, as we, as we said, getting the gift, hashtag getting the gift, do this for your kids and then share it so that other parents and other kids can benefit. I just, that was Lisa's idea. And I got to tell you, fantastic idea. It's going to be fun. Thank you. And I hope that this can inspire other people and just small little ripple effects can make such a big, big difference. Oh, you know, and my listeners have done this in the past. They they inspire each other all the time. And, uh, you know, always on, on Instagram, that's where I tend to be most often. And people write in talking about how an episode has really made a change for them. So let us know, please, hashtag getting the gift. And, you know, Lisa, I want to make sure I, I will, as I said, I, I'll link to all of your social media and your website in the show notes, but I know you do one-on-one -on -one coaching as well as you have some group coaching coming up. Tell us a little bit more about that and how people can, can find out more. Yes, absolutely. So first of all, I do have a free Facebook group that um, women, unfortunately, guys, this is only for the, the ladies and the moms um, can come to. And I do host events on all major holidays. So if you are without your children for any major holiday, just know that's going to be the place to be. You'll be surrounded by other people who also do not have their children for a holiday. 
because I know that can be really isolating. And then secondly, yes, I am launching a group coaching program. It's a group coaching and one-on-one. It's a blend of both. That'll be starting in January. It's going to be a six-month adventure that we're going to be taking you through. And it's going to be just allowing you to accept the co-parenting journey. I know that that was one of the hardest things that I struggled with when I went through it was accepting the, what I called part-time parenting. But once I began to flip it and began to accept it a little more, I began to see what a gift it actually was and how I could maximize and leverage my time that I was away. And then also when I had her with me and not allowing that, that time on paper to dictate my worthiness or happiness or anything like that. So that's what we're going to be walking through in those six months. I love that. And in fact, you are coming back in early 2023. You're coming back on the podcast and we're going to talk about and dive deeper into that idea that the amount of time that your child or children are with you has nothing to do with your worthiness as a parent. We're really going to do a deep, deeper dive into that. But before then, you can get into the group that starts in January. Guys, you can't get into the Facebook group, but you can do one-on-one coaching with Lisa. Um, so you can reach out to her um, on the website. Again, everything will be in the show notes, but tell everyone the best way to get in touch with you so they can hear it on the podcast. So the easiest is just my handle, which is the unplanned chapter. And that same handle is on Instagram, on TikTok. My Facebook group is called that. And my website is theunplannedchapter.com. So pretty easy across all platforms. So I'm really looking forward to your coming back in the new year. We're going to talk about the deeper dive into parenting time and your feelings of worthiness as a parent. And I I hope you have happy holidays. I hope everybody um, in your events on the holidays, if they're alone, they join you and your group um, and have a wonderful holiday season. Thank you so much. Thank you, Susan. you for joining me today on the Divorce and Beyond podcast. I hope you found some information and inspiration to help you on this journey. Please join me every Monday at 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for a new episode. And if you like the show, please take the time to subscribe and leave me a five-star review on iTunes. You can also find more information on the website at divorceandbeyondpod.com where you'll find links to the YouTube channel, transcripts of the episodes, and other bonus content. So I'll see you next week to help you move through your divorce and beyond. Thank you.